Hey, Sox fans, for the second day in a row, the White Sox were postponed due to bad weather in Cleveland. So that means it's the first doubleheader of the season on Wednesday. Does it feel like the Sox are more aggressive on the base paths? There might be something to that. And are you ready for MLB jerseys to feature patch sponsorship? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, season ticket holder, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful uh, Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, hey, you know, I want to discuss uh, what company you would like to see advertised on a Sox jersey. Uh, and also want to get to the recent speed of the Sox. But first, more nasty weather in Cleveland, uh, which is forcing the, the Sox to have their first doubleheader of the season. Uh, state of the Sox, the Sox are still 6-3. and three. Uh, First place in the AL Central. They've been idle for a couple days. These types of days, folks, uh, you know, uh, if you're like me, which I'm sure you are, uh, with Sox fans and other AL Central fans, you know, they're shaking their fists in the sky at the schedule makers. Why can't Midwest teams have their road games in dome stadiums or in warm climates in April? Um, That is the question Uh, We always ask. And, you know, I think it was discussed uh, a few seasons ago. Um, I don't know if it was during a uh, an NBC Sports Chicago broadcast or not. But uh, if teams like Texas and Houston and L.A., uh, if they have all of their home games early in the season, accommodating cold weather uh, Midwestern teams like the White Sox. Well, in the summer, when school is out and more people want to get out to the ball ballpark, they are going to be on the road. Uh, That kind of makes sense, but it's still extremely frustrating not to have Sox baseball for two straight days. I mean, how do you pass the time when there's no Sox baseball? Uh, Do you just find something else to watch? Uh, Did you maybe start watching Better Call Saul or maybe, you know, the new Batman movie? Do you go back and watch uh, some previous Sox games? Um, uh, for me, obviously, extremely tough when there's no Sox baseball. Uh, I do try to catch up on some articles I might have missed, whether it's on The Athletic or some of the stuff, uh, the content on CHGO. Um, I did uh, pick up the new White Sox media guide, uh, the new 2022 yearbook and the latest White Sox magazine uh, when I was at the ballpark uh, over the weekend. So I am getting into that. Uh, Also reading this book, uh, Chili Dog MVP, that just came out about the 1972 season, specifically 
um, the Dick Allen MVP season. And I, I will be talking more about that book uh, this season. I'd love to talk to the authors. It's a fascinating book uh, on the Sox and the city of Chicago. Uh, so there, for me, there's there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. Um, it, it is White Sox all the time, though. I just, you know, it, it, there's really no replacement for the games. Uh, I do need to get uh, caught up with Better Call Saul. I, I'm disappointed that I haven't seen the first few episodes. It is one of my favorite shows. Not as good as Breaking Bad, but we'll see how the how this season uh, plays out. So Tuesday's game uh, was postponed. Uh, the first White Sox doubleheader will be Wednesday, pending the weather, of course. Uh, both games will go nine innings, opposed to those seven-inning doubleheaders. Sox played in seven doubleheaders in 2021. Two of those were against Cleveland. Uh, both were splits. Uh, game one of this doubleheader is uh, supposed to start at 1.10 Chicago time. Uh, and as we record right now, it is Keuchel versus Shane Bieber, two former Cy Young Award winners going at it. We talked a little bit about Shane Bieber's numbers in a previous episode. Heading into Wednesday's matchup with Cleveland, uh, Keuchel 4-2 and two with an ERA of 3-5-3, uh, 51 strikeouts and 12 appearances versus Cleveland in his career. Uh, of course, a lot of that data coming from his time with Houston. Uh, with the White Sox, uh, Keuchel has faced Cleveland four times heading into this game. Logged 22 and a third innings, given up 16 hits, four home runs, and three uh, and 13 uh, runs. Not, not the greatest showing so far in a White Sox uniform against Cleveland. Uh, game two of the doubleheader will follow... Uh, Game one, usually 30 to 40 minutes after game one finishes, and that will be the Lambert versus McKenzie uh, matchup. We talked a little bit about those pitchers in a previous episode. Uh, Lambert has faced Cleveland. Uh, the Sox have done pretty well against McKenzie. Um, here's a guy that both Keuchel and Lambert will, are most likely going to have to figure out, and it's Jose Ramirez. He is a uh, been a thorn in the side uh, for the White Sox for a long, long time. Uh, I'm going to give you some all-time numbers here for uh, Jose Ramirez. Uh, he is hitting 279 and slugging 546 with a 903 OPS. 121 hits, 27 home runs, 76 RBIs, and 84 runs scored in 124 games against the Sox. So that tells you um, that he plays very well against the White Sox. And there are very few, if any, uh, games where he goes over. Um, Keuchel against Ramirez. Uh, there's been eight games. Uh, Keuchel has seen uh, Ramirez in eight games. He's allowed seven hits, uh, one walk, and has recorded three strikeouts against Ramirez. Uh, zero home runs, which is a good sign. Jose Ramirez is having just an unbelievable start to the 2022 season. You know, he got that big contract from Cleveland. So unfortunately as a Sox fan, we're going to be seeing him in Cleveland for a while uh, to start this season. Ramirez is 16 for 35 hitting 457, slugging 886 with three home runs and 15 RBIs. Uh, those 15 RBIs lead all of baseball. Uh, right now. Uh, so we uh, will see, hopefully, uh, Keuchel and Lambert 
can figure him out and the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, is Liam Hendricks tipping his pitches? And when will the Sox get Geo and Pollock back? Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast? In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more on BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners get $50 off when you spend $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts uh, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so I, I got an email from uh, MLB.com. You know, I, I'm probably signed up on, on all these different newsletters and uh, most likely just from purchasing tickets and so forth. And uh, today's little, you know, email blurb or blast was a different notables for every team, kind of a little synopsis, perhaps good or bad, uh, of what's going on with your uh, club. And I, of course, I scrolled to the White Sox and the focus uh, on this little blurb was on Liam Hendricks and his shaky start after nine games. Hendricks is giving up an average of more than two hits an inning and his first five appearances. However, he still he has those four saves, but they have not been automatic. And as I was going through social media on, on Twitter today, um, there's an account that I follow, and I hope I don't butcher the name. I haven't had any interaction with this uh, uh, with this guy, but I, I, he's a good follow. Uh, Jay Cutta at Jay Cutta, J A Y C U D A. Um, and he uh, put a post out about how Liam Hendricks is tipping his pitches this season, uh, same as last year before he fixed it. And there were some uh, photos uh, on, on kind of how the grip of what Liam Hendricks has and in, in, in relation the hand to the glove and on breaking balls, the batter doesn't see the ball during uh, Hendricks' delivery. On fastballs, Liam shows the hitter the ball first. So interesting that that has come out, you know, on, on Twitter, on social media, um, you know, Hendricks does a ton of prep work. We're going to talk about that in just a second, 
with these two days off, you, you wonder if Hendricks has gone through some stuff. I think he actually, his wife noticed something when going through video last year of what Hendricks was doing. And just with these two days off, maybe Hendricks went back to the video. Hmm. You know, what has gone on in this early part of the season? It's not what I hoped for. Can I figure something out via video and put it in play right away? Um, you know, it's well documented that Hendricks, uh, you know, works with Codify. Uh, there's an article uh, in The Athletic by James Fegan um, talking about Hendricks' level of, you know, dedication where he goes into the bullpen with the, the Codify location map for opposing hitters. And he's got a game plan heading into the game. He knows exactly, you know, almost based on a heat map of where he should be pitching guys that he's going to face. Um, he, he puts the work in. So you got to imagine if, you know, this is leaking out that, you know, that Hendricks is tipping pitches that, uh, he himself is going to find this and hopefully, uh, write that it'll be interesting to keep an eye on him. And if there's anything that changes in this Cleveland series, uh, or Minnesota series, uh, when he gets a chance to come in, uh, talking about preparation from the same, uh, article, really great article, uh, today by James Fegan in the athletic. Uh, on Kendall Graveman and his preparation. We've talked about on this podcast, and I know you've noticed it as a fan, and you've probably talked about it with other Sox fans, like, hey, what's going on with Graveman? He's outstanding. Uh, well, here's some some stuff from him and just his process and, and kind of hopes and goals for this year. Uh, one of my goals this year, and I have already started this process, is to allow some of the younger guys that are in our bullpen and on our staff to continue to take next steps of how to pregame plan and plan for a series against hitters, Graveman said. I hope that I can portray that onto these guys, that it's important to be prepared. It's our job. They're paying us to do this, and not only to get outs, but also to plan ahead. And I think the guys have been receptive so far. I hope that as the season goes along uh, with more preparation, uh, they'll start seeing the results from it. Um, you know, we've seen the results from Grave, and uh, it's always great to read something like this. And, you know, as, as a fan, you know, eat, drink, sleep, White Sox and baseball, you, you wonder, I wonder, you know, what goes on before games, especially with these bullpen guys, you know, what what are they going over? What's the prep work like for them before a game, maybe even out, you know, out in, in the outfield, in the bullpen area? What are they talking to other, uh, you know, teammates about? And it's really cool to, to read this by uh, James Fegan, what he wrote on Graveman and, you know, Graveman trying to pass along his knowledge to other guys. And, you know, a pitcher like Kyle Crick has been following Graveman around. It's a really good article. Uh, check it out from uh, Fegan in the Athletic. Uh, some injury notes to catch you up on. Uh, reading a little bit about um, what's been going on with Gio and Pollock uh, in the uh, the Chicago Sun Times. Gio, uh, it sounds like he's close to 100%. Throwing off a mound uh, yesterday for the first time since opening day. You know, still dealing with that oblique strain. Uh, Gio threw a simulated game on Tuesday. Uh, and if it went well, and I have not heard any reports that it did not, it sounds like Giolito would be ready to pitch in five days. Uh, that five-day uh, time frame is according to Tony LaRussa. Uh, also some good news regarding A.J. Pollock. Uh, there's a good chance White Sox get Pollock back on Friday when they open up against uh, Minnesota. Uh, so, again, 
you know, here's a guy like Pollock that yeah, he was a real spark plug in those first two games. Um, you know, he was getting on base. He was swinging the bat. And we've heard about the hamstring issues. We, we knew kind of what we were getting. Uh, and we just, you know, before it even got started, uh, we lost him. So hopefully a, a healthy Pollock is back and he hasn't been rushed. And that uh, we get him from ex- for an extended period of time starting uh, on Friday in that Minnesota series. Um, I want to I want to explore, um, you know, what what is exactly going on with socks on the on the base paths? Uh, does it seem like they are more aggressive? Uh, it might not just be your imagination. And are you ready for more sponsorship on an MLB jersey? I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. This is the time of year when most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not me. I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right thanks to Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Calm. Uh, White Sox are aggressive on the base paths. Uh, you've seen it. Uh, you've noticed it. It's it's felt different. Uh, and you know another again great post today on Twitter by Jay Cutta at Jay Cutta at J A Y C U D A. Really enjoyed some of the stuff he's been putting out. Uh, White Sox base runners have taken an extra base in 68% of their opportunities. That's first uh, in all of baseball. League average is 45%. Uh, second best is 57%. So there are those are some uh, concrete numbers. Um, uh, impressive. I mean, it's felt like it, right? Uh, they are taking advantage. And, uh, you know, I was pouring over some numbers in just in terms of stolen bases. Uh, Luis Robert leads all of MLB with five stolen bases. He has not been caught stealing yet. As a team, the White Sox are second in all of baseball with nine stolen bases. And as a team, they have not been caught stealing. Uh, Sox stole 57 bases in 2021. They were caught 20 times. Uh, That number 57 was 11th in the AL 22nd in all of baseball. Uh, April specifically uh, last year, the Sox stole 16 bases, which was fourth in the AL. Um, 
those are interesting numbers to me. It just, it hasn't felt for the longest time that I can remember that the White Sox are a team that steal bases. I think they've tried. They just haven't figured it out. We've had the speed over the last couple of years, but it just hasn't been utilized because of injuries, you know, and now you got Robert who isn't really swinging the bat all that well the last three, four, five games. Um, but, you know, when he's getting on, he's he's trying to make things happen. Uh, Anderson's been stealing some bases. Uh, so something to watch uh, in these games uh, this week, for sure, in, uh, in Cleveland. Uh, let's talk a little bit about these uh, corporate patches that are heading to your MLB jerseys. We've heard that this was going to be a thing during the lockout. A lot of different items uh, were discussed that could go into play in the 2023 season and uh, corporate patches on uh, MLB jerseys is going to be a thing. The San Diego Padres uh, released their uh, patch today. I'm sorry, actually yesterday. And it was a large patch uh, on their right sleeve of Motorola, uh, the company. Uh, and it's a pretty big patch, circular patch uh, that they're going to I have in 2023, you know, is, is the Jersey sacred to you? Uh, how about the hat? Uh, it's a question that I've had with, with friends and fans over the years. You know, I'm, I'm from a, you know, a different era. I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, the White Sox were the first team to feature a player's last name on a Jersey uh, back uh, in early 1960. That was the workings of Bill Veck. Um, and then when you you fast forward, and that was that caught everybody off guard. Uh, there were owners, there were fans, there were other players. Uh, you know, because for years back when baseball first started out, there were no numbers on jerseys. And then when you go to Comerica Park or you're watching a Sox Tigers game and they pan to the outfield for retired uh, numbers, well, there's some players that just didn't have a number, so they have their name painted on the brick wall out in, I believe, right field. Uh, so then you've got last names coming in 1960. People freaked out. You know, what are you doing to the jersey? Uh, in 1992, uh, the MLB hat, the on-the-field cap, the fitted cap, uh, started to have had the logo in the back of the cap, uh, the MLB logo. Uh, that happened in 1992. And I remember I, I had some fitted hats that had no... Uh, MLB logo. And I remember when that logo first came out, it was really bizarre. What are you doing to this baseball cap? Um, then the new era uh, logo uh, came onto the cap, onto the side of the baseball cap in 2017. And that that felt really odd to me. I, I'm not comfortable with that new era uh, logo on the side of the cap. I, I get the MLB logo on the back of the on the field cap, but Something about that new era logo still doesn't sit well with me. And then the Nike swoosh uh, was put on the jerseys, on the front of the jerseys in 2020, a part of a 10-year deal between Nike and MLB. Now we're talking corporate patches and what's the come for the White Sox. Uh, again, scrolling through some stuff on Twitter today, Patrick Flowers, who's a great follow, he suggested maybe Vienna Beef. Hey, maybe Whittingham meets. You got to keep it south side. Beggar's Pizza, maybe a patch of uh, the logo on the sleeve. I don't know. Uh, it's got to be pizza, right? There has to be. The pizza has to be up in the running. Miller Lite, they just became 
uh, obviously a beer sponsor again uh, with the Sox. Uh, what about just guaranteed rate? Don't you feel like that's what's eventually going to be, just a guaranteed rate logo on the sleeve? Maybe Al's Beef. Uh, it's got to be something food-related, something Southside-related. Um, I have not heard uh, anything what the Sox plan to do, but now that the Padres are starting to release theirs, I bet you there'll be other teams talking about uh, what their corporate patches will look like in 2023. Uh, hey, really appreciate you listening. Uh, you can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Socks. You can find me, Nick Morowski, on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you making Locked On White Sox your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, hopefully, we discuss some actual baseball games in the next episode and, of course, a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians. That'd be nice. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox!